I thought about starting podcast number 30 with just me eating a banana. It would have been terrible. I saved you guys. <laughs> everybody can think Pastor Aaron! <laughs> Welcome to Podcast 30, everybody. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. I still love our intro song. So much. There's something about it. Uh, I, it. I love all of the little odd random sayings that are in it, the music. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't know, it's it's bouncy. I like it. The day That day I went around the office collecting <laughs> audio clips. Yeah, just collecting audio clips. I walk up to people and I said, tell me what's happening. <laughs> and they would say a sentence. And then like your sentence was, well, nope. I can't work today. Office is flooded. Yep. Which was true. You had your office was My flooded. My office was flooded that day. And then what did Pastor Evan say? <laughs> Nothing's sticking anymore. Yeah, he I don't was, know why. He was but... out in the game room hanging up decorations <laughs> and things weren't sticking to the wall that he was putting up. So he said, Nothing's sticking anymore. It's great. Yeah. And yeah. I walked up to Jen and I said, How are you doing today? And, I think, <laughs> and she, like, for some reason reacted like, How's everybody doing today? And I was like, <laughs> Why did you say that? You know? And, <laughs> She's like, I don't know. I thought that's what you wanted me to do. <laughs> so there we are. That's our intro. That's the story of our intro. That's, that's the story. I know you guys were wondering. It was it was just driving you crazy. How I'm, did that intro get created? Now know. you know. And I'm, it's such a good story. I'm going to turn it into a book and get it published. <clears throat> I, I would read it. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, I believe it. How'd you do in fantasy this week? Not good. <clears throat> Not good at all. All of my star players, except for my... My quarterbacks, I actually have really good quarterbacks in both the leagues that I'm in. Uh, my worst quarterback is Kyler Murray. Oh, well, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, and he's not bad. He's, for some reason, not doing good this year. He's not doing great, but he's never had a bust. Okay. It's, it's been like a solid 18. That's good. Um, and then I also I have Joe Burrow. I got... He's been great. I got Tua. He's and, been great. And I got Patrick Mahomes. So he, What? And you're... And you're still not doing good? Uh, well, yeah, because my quarterbacks are doing great, but everybody else is injured. Uh, my my star uh, wide receiver and my star running back in both leagues are out. Oh, man. And uh, and then my other good running back was out. And um, So, yeah, strugg- struggled. Struggled. My tight end was in for like one quarter and then got injured. Ooh. In one league, and he's like, he's been actually my tight end's been one of my best guys. Uh, I got Mark Andrews from Baltimore. He's been he's been on fire. Yeah, he did. He hurt his shoulder. Yep, and so he was in and was doing good, and then got injured, got pulled. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first quarter. Maybe he was early, doing good early second quarter, something like that. He was doing good, and uh, then he got pulled. So yeah, I didn't do good. I lost both my games. <sighs> Sorry about that. wasn't wasn't even close. I never really had a chance. I won both my games. But they were, they were close. Yours were close. Mine were not close. I lost by like 30 points. I won both games by just five points. Each. <laughs> That's close. Living on the edge of glory right there. Yeah, that, that is living on the edge of glory, That's baby. That's the exact definition of living on the edge of glory. That, I don't, that I don't know the... any other way to use that. <laughs> I'm on the edge of glory. Just living on the edge of glory, baby. I was living on the edge of glory. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Mm. 
Wow. Never felt so close to death. or so. I've never Whoa. felt so alive until I was so close to death. That's how the saying goes. <laughs> I got it wrong the first time. What saying? Is, is that from a song or is that I don't from know. a book? I, it's just that? a saying. I've never felt I, so close or so alive until I was so close to death. So I have got a funny story about somebody yelling out, I've never felt so alive. Have you heard this story? I don't think so. Uh, I was. This was years ago. I was youth pastor. Okay. It was the summer here at church. Yep. And so we and we are outside for like pre-service hangout time. Yeah. Um, we are throwing around a football. Okay. And we end up doing the thing where like we're getting further and further apart. Right. So we're like just throwing these huge bombs to each other. Oh yeah. And so I throw this the football. It's a real football. Yeah. So you can you can throw it far. Yeah. And I'm just kind of saying it's a real football because. Of the story, it's, you got to understand it was a real leather, okay, football that I threw, not some sort of like not nerf. like a foam Nerf ball. Or, it, it was a real football, exactly. All right, and I throw this football, and for some reason or another, this student kind of wanders into the area that I threw it to, okay, and isn't is not facing us. But is like facing away from us. Okay, so he has no idea there's a football in the air. So he didn't. He did not see me throw a huge bomb. And then the kid I was throwing it to, kind of like got like just decided I'm not catching this one. I think it's because this other student walked into the area. Right. He's like, I don't want to like run into that kid. Yeah. It's like thoughts of like, oh, I don't think I want to run into this kid. I'm just gonna wait for the football to hit the ground and I'll pick it up. Right. Well, it turns out that this bomb I threw is headed right at the kid whose back is turned to us and has wandered into our throwing area un you know <laughs> totally totally unsuspected unsuspected of a huge football flying through the air and this football hits him right in the middle of the back <laughs> and he yells out oh like Dah! right away and yeah. i'm like <laughs> I yell back to him. I'm like, are you okay? I'm so sorry. And he's like, I've never felt so alive. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that story before. And I started laughing. I was like, that was one of the best responses I've ever heard. (laughs) That's amazing. It was funny. That is funny. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Well, I've never felt so alive. Intro our topic today. All right, well, today, today we got a good topic. Yeah. About why, not why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if why is the right word. I don't know. We're, we haven't figured out a name for this We're topic, talking about this podcast yet, but let's just start talking about it. Leaving the church, getting upset with the church. What should the church be doing? Um, if Jesus is coming back soon, what should the church be doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. That's kind of the best way I know how to intro this topic. Yeah, yeah. So we watched this TikTok video together. Yep. Of this uh, this this guy, um, essentially using his TikTok platform to <laughs> to uh, complain about the church. Yeah. And he said he's a Christian, and he says I'm not going to go to church anymore. That's kind of how he starts the TikTok. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I am not going to church anymore. Yeah. And now you're pulled in. You're like, whoa, what's going on with this guy? What happened? And it turns out that he's not going to church anymore because Jesus is coming back soon, and none of these churches are talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what's his reason. Yeah. And Jesus then, is coming back soon. Nobody's talking about it. And everything the church is talking about is irrelevant. Irrelevant. 
that he is not happy with the subjects that the churches are talking about. Yeah. Because he thinks those subjects are irrelevant and stupid because Jesus is coming back soon. Yes. Interesting. It was it was interesting. I had a lot of questions. Obviously, I can't ask him these <laughs> questions, but I just ha- – <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can't ask him these questions. I guess I could comment yeah. some of my questions on his TikTok, but the chances of him responding are 0.01%. <laughs> so me and Pastor Aaron started talking about this. Just why does why does this feel so odd? An yeah, odd he- reason to be very upset with the church. Yeah, and he, did he, feel he very didn't odd. name a specific church. He actually started talking about how he's been going to different churches, looking for a church that he feels like is is preparing people for Jesus's return. Yeah, it wasn't, and he wasn't finding it. Yeah, so he wasn't calling out a specific church. He was talking about. He just said the blanket statement. He believes the church in general right now is 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 just irrelevant. Yeah, that, that's exactly. It. He wasn't. Uh, like you said, targeting a specific church, he was really talking about the the church in general, like the global church, the church in America. There, you're just irrelevant. And I'm a Christian, and Jesus is coming back soon, so I'm not going to church. <laughs> which is so weird. Which we we so that's a weird response. Yes, we thought it was very odd. Jesus is coming back soon. I'm not, and I'm not going to go to church. But I'm very much uh, concerned or aware, very much aware and in tuned to Jesus's soon return. And I'm preparing by not going to church. (laughs) (laughs) It it seems a little bit. It just seemed odd to us as we listened to this man rant and rave and rage about his thoughts on the church, his response now. Yeah, those are four or three really good words to rant, to rave, and to rage. Yeah. It's kind of what he was doing. And we both thought, well, that just seems like the wrong response because yeah. you seem very concerned about Jesus's return and so concerned that you're going to not go to church. <laughs> <laughs> Which, don't you think Jesus wants to find his children in church when he arrives? I would think so. Yeah, I would think so too. And then my other question would be, and we can answer this just, you know, this is interesting because, you know, me and Pastor Aaron, this is an echo chamber in this room right now. Like, we think the same way, don't we? Yeah, on pretty much everything. Not entirely, but we think the same a lot about a lot of things. And, you know, I just want to put that out to our audience today, that, that this is like Aaron and I, we really think the same way in a lot of things. So when we get into this room and talk, it's like we agree on a lot of this stuff. And I know sometimes that doesn't make for a great debate <laughs> because we agree. Right. But uh, it does – I think it's still important. It's still an important debate and an important conversation to have. Maybe there are people out there right now who are thinking to themselves, you've been disappointed in the church. Maybe you feel like the church isn't preparing the people for Jesus's return. I, I, could, I could have some grief with that too if I was you. I think Cornerstone Church is doing a wonderful job at talking about Jesus' soon return, talking about current events, keeping people on the up and up, preparing the church for Jesus' soon return. I think Cornerstone Church is doing a phenomenal job with it. Yeah, and I think one of the things, and maybe this is just me bragging on our church a little bit, which I'm okay with doing because I I love 
I love our church. Um, one of the things I love that we started doing recently, Pastor Luke, is we started a brand new outreach ministry mm-hmm. called Renewing Hope, and I think it's been uh, it's been a huge success. Where it's a, a ministry specifically designed where we go out into the community. It's our pastor's heart to to serve, to solve, and to save. It's good, and, and I, I think, like that. Like. Vision right there. I, I love Serve it. the people, solve a problem, get and them saved. Get them saved. And I think that's exactly what the church is called to do yeah. when Jesus is coming back, just like we've been called to do since he was here the first time. Yeah. Um, and the, so there's another question that I kind of had for this guy who's who's raging is, when is Jesus returning? <laughs> Wait. So because yeah. if, if it's in five years... What should we talk about this Sunday? Right. If it's in... <laughs> so it's like this countdown is happening, and, and each Sunday the topic is, you know, this Sunday it's this, and the next Sunday it's that topic, and the next Sunday it's that topic, and and boom, on my last Sunday our church is prepared and ready to go. That's <laughs> my... <laughs> So that's impossible. Yeah. It's because we don't know when Jesus is returning. <laughs> yeah, and Jesus said that we don't know when he's coming back. <laughs> so convenient to say Jesus is returning soon. How can what is soon? Paul like, Paul said Jesus was coming back soon. He thought Jesus was coming back soon. And soon is a non-number. It's a non <laughs> it's a non-committal, man. If I if I tell my kids kids we're going to go to back to Great Wolf Lodge soon. Yeah. That's probably about eleven months, right? But if I, but if I, I say, would... "Hey, dinner's going to be ready soon," that's more like in minutes, right? So soon <laughs> is not a, it's 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 not a place to put your anchor down in. No, I was thinking about uh, there's a great scene that so depicts this in a TV show that we love, The Office, when Pam is working on getting the new printer set up. Oh, yes. And Kevin comes over and says, when will it be ready? Because he needs to print something. Because he needs to print something. And she says, soon, Kevin. He's like, well, when is soon? Soon could be five minutes. Soon could be three weeks. Mm -hmm. She's like, does soon mean three weeks? Sometimes. Well, then come back in three weeks. (laughs) Yeah, she says, well, then come back soon. (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin realizes that soon is not a number. You know, and since we don't know when Jesus is returning, but we do believe that Jesus is returning soon, but we don't know when he's going to return, it is so unfair to get upset to think that the church isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. That's so unfair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're, I don't know how to respond. I don't know how to to appease that that person out there who thinks the church is not not doing what they're supposed to be doing because Jesus is returning soon. Yeah, and I think that we as as people of the church and, and both me and you kind of see maybe the insides of this more than other people do because we're we're both pastors at the church, we're both on staff, is that as a church we try to teach the whole Bible. And we we try to teach the all the, the, the truths in the Bible are always, obviously, everything's supposed to be centered on Jesus. Um, but we're trying to talk about the topics that are happening, the topics people are struggling with, what, what's going on in the world. Like, there, there is, you know, we're not just like, hmm, what should I preach about today? Flip open my Bible and point to something. Oh, I'm going to preach on Matthew 6. 
Um, totally. We definitely take it into account current events and current affairs when we plan our messages and our services. Yeah. And so I think it, it is a little bit um, maybe a, uh, unfair or I'm not quite sure if that's the right word, but just odd that this guy is saying that, the, you know, and maybe a lot of other people think this too, that the church is just so irrelevant. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where they're not doing the right thing. Well, then what, if you, if in your opinion, I'm making an assumption here about what he is thinking that the church should be doing, because he did make a comment in the video that the church needs to be preaching fire and brimstone. He did say that. Yes, you're right. And so if kind of going off that statement, making an assumption based on that statement that he said, that if he thinks the only thing the church should be preaching is that Jesus is coming back, like turn or burn, then you're missing a whole lot of the truths that Jesus communicated. Mm -hmm. And I think you're honestly, you're missing reaching a lot of people who are not going to respond to a turn and burn message. You will. And you will. So I don't think that's the. I mean, Jesus did preach some really hard, hard, hard messages. I think that we do need to preach the fire and brimstone message, but not every single Sunday. Right. I agree. I think that we absolutely need to tell people, hey, there is sin in the world. We are fallen. We are separated from God. There is no way that you can be back in communion with God outside of the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You need to repent from your sin, turn and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. But that should not be the message that we preach every single Sunday is this turn and burn fire and brimstone message. Yeah, you would have a you would have people not being discipled uh, as the years go on. Yeah. Your, your discipling process would would not be very in depth. No, and I think that we like like if so, if a marriage it was if there was a marriage in your church falling apart, and they came to you for marriage counseling, she'd be like, "You know what? Don't even worry about it. Jesus is coming back soon." <laughs> I'd be more concerned about, you know, fire and brimstone if I was you. I mean, we that would be really, really rude and really weird and totally, um, like missing the missing. You missed it, man. You missed it, Pastor. <laughs> like, yeah, you you a definitely missed thing it. To say to that couple who needs marriage counseling. And, and let, let's run with that example for a second, Pastor Luke. So let's say a couple comes to you for marriage counseling and you say, you know, don't worry about it. Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, you, you need to be more worried about, you know, turn and burn, yeah. fire and brimstone. Well, all of a sudden that couple is now out in the world. They live in a, they work in a worldly job. They yeah. live in a neighborhood and all of a sudden their marriage starts falling apart and everyone knows them as the, the Christian people in their job site and their neighborhood and their workplace. Now that testimony is it's tainted. Not that God still can't work through that, but it's tainted because as a pastor or a church, you fail to minister to people's heart, minister to their need right where they're at, and you just told them turn and burn. You know, Jesus is coming back soon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, there what Jesus said in in John fourteen that by your love for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. All of a sudden, that testimony has been tainted. And that testimony is tainted for sure because they don't look, they don't love each other very well. Right. Um, you know, another thing too that we were we were thinking of after we watched this TikTok video is that uh, Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament. Yeah. And he was under the assumption that Jesus was returning soon. Yeah. So all of his letters that he wrote came under the umbrella that I believe Jesus is returning soon. Yeah. It's possible. And so all of his letters right. that he wrote were under that umbrella, yeah. which are the same 
the same letters, words, and letters yeah. that we're preaching today. That's right. So Paul is preparing the church for how they should be living yeah. in the end times, which is what which is called ex- the Bible. <laughs> That, that's the New Testament. Which is what we're preaching. Which is what we're preaching, which is what the church is teaching. And I think you brought up a really good point uh, during that. So or, aren't we unknowingly preparing people for Jesus' return? Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. So that means that then we are doing exactly what Paul told us to do. If you're living your life according to what Paul said and, and the New Testament, those epistles written to the churches— the, the apostles that wrote those epistles were writing with the assumption that the Lord's return is soon. Mm-hmm. And so living according to that, teaching that, preaching that, that is preparing your church for the end times. Yeah. who I think Paul knew what he was doing. I think so too. I, I, th- I think that's why this is that all scripture is, is what God breathed. Yeah, relevant. It's relevant. God was using Paul to write those letters. Here's another, this isn't really exactly on point, but I think it's maybe needs to be said, Pastor Luke, is there's a lot of uh, TikTokers, Instagram people, influencers who are trying to to give us theology in a 60-second Instagram reel. Their theology. And maybe... TikTok theology. And, and, and yeah, and TikTok theology is probably not the best place to go to get a bunch of answers. No, 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 no. And um, so just to, to all of the young people, all the people listening, if you are searching on TikTok and Instagram to get your theology, yeah, um, you might want to, and I would say you probably should, as my suggestion to you would be, that's not the place to go no. to get well, theology. you know, YouTube... Uh, to social media, that's not the place to go to get your theology and to get discipled. No. Um, now, why, why do I say that? For really simply, the, re- the real simple and honest answer to that is those people don't really care about you. Nope. So they care about clicks, subscribes, likes, views. That's yep. their goal. And they don't care about you. I wonder who does care about you. I wonder if there is somebody, a pastor, a person, a connect group leader, yeah, a, a youth pastor out there that cares about you. Yeah. I would recommend talking to them. Yeah. And how do you know, how do you figure out who cares about you? They're going to be there for your highs and your lows. Yep. They're going to be the people who will who will stand in your weddings with you, officiate your weddings. Oh yeah, stand up by your hospital bed when you need them the most. Those are the people who care about you. They care about you. They care about your eternal soul. That's right. Get your knowledge, your discipling, and your theology from those people, and they are working and serving in your local community, your local church. Yeah. They, it's important too, because our local area has a certain culture about it. Yep. And so we are tapped into the culture, tapped into the, 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 the community. That's right. And we know what's happening here. We got the best advice and the best knowledge here, right here, right now. Yeah. And you know, you know who actually, who set that up? And then who instituted the idea of elders and deacons and local church leadership? 
It was the early church. It was the apostles under the authority of the Holy Spirit. It was Paul who wrote to Timothy and said, hey, set up overseers. Teach the young men. Have people in your church who, who can impart wisdom to other people. The same guys who were saying, hey, Jesus is coming soon. Let me show you how to set up your church for so when Jesus is coming soon. They set up local church authority. Yep. They set up the, the teaching of pass this down. Pass, you teach the word of God to the men in your church and let them teach the young men. And, let, and you teach it to the women and let the women teach the women. Mm-hmm. Like Paul set that organization up in First and Second Timothy, writing to Timothy at the end of, his li- at the end of Paul's life, under the umbrella of Jesus is coming soon. Mm-hmm. And so if Jesus is coming soon, which I, I would say that Jesus is coming soon, Pastor Luke. That's a, yeah, yeah, I think Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so since Jesus is coming soon, what are we going to do? We're going to teach the same thing that we've been teaching for 2,000 years. We're going to teach the Bible. We're going to get into the Word of God. And where should you learn your theology from? You should learn, you should be discipled from the person who really genuinely cares about your soul. Yeah from your local church pastor, from your youth pastor, from your connect group leader, the person who actually cares about your eternity. Yep. I love YouTube preachers and TikTok theologians. I I love them. I love them. But they are never going to be at my birthday party. <laughs> they're nope. not they're not going to do my funeral. Nope. They're not going to do my daughter's wedding. They're not going to officiate my daughter's wedding. They don't care about me. And if I called them up and asked them to be a part of anything like that, they'd probably laugh at you. They would laugh at me. They would they would show a comment to their friends and say, "Look at this look at this guy inviting me to his birthday party." Yeah. He lives in Highland, Michigan. Where is that? Where's that at? That sounds like a stupid place. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about you. And so so you need to be smart and use wisdom. Yeah. And trust your local church pastors. Trust them. I believe that they are in their prayer closets. They are doing their due diligence. They're digging into the Word of God. They're listening to the still, small voice of God daily. And when they bring a word to you on a Wednesday night or a Sunday morning, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're bringing a word that God spoke to them. Yeah. And why would God speak a word that's not relevant for the time and age we live in? The answer is he wouldn't. He wouldn't. So I would say that it's so important now more than ever to find yourself in the local church, getting yeah. discipled, doing the good works until Jesus arrives. Yeah. I mean, what, what was Jesus' command when the rich young ruler right, came up to him and said, I've done all these commands, or I've you know, followed everything, I want to follow you. And Jesus said, you know, go sell everything you have, follow me. And then somebody asked him, well, what's the greatest commandment? Right, and what did Jesus say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. If you do those two things, then you've got it all covered. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you'll find in the local church, Yeah, is you'll find people who are in love with God. Mm-hmm. Are we all perfect? Nope. No, we're, 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 we're all <laughs> struggling and find ourselves hypocritical every now and then. But are we <laughs> loving God and are we loving people? We're trying our best. We're trying our best because that's what Jesus told us to do. And we, if we're all trying our best together, there's a wonderful synergy that's and a great, camaraderie That's, a, that's a great place to be. It's a wonderful place to be. And so as I truly believe, I, I kind of, when you, read, when you start that TikTok and you see that guy 
And he just says, you know, Jesus is coming soon. I don't know what these churches are doing. I go, yeah, oh, I agree with, I kind of agree with that. Like, yes, Jesus is coming soon. Are we really doing the right things? And I, and it's funny because I felt like I watched that video and I kind of went to the Lord. Yeah. And I said, God, are we doing the right things? And you know what I thought the Lord spoke to me? What? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing the right things. Um. I actually was reading my Bible this morning, kind of like normal, just normal morning, nothing yeah. crazy, and I really felt the Lord speak to me today. I love that out out of the Word of God. And praise the Lord. I'm I'm not at a point right now where I want to like share it and unload what I felt like He spoke to me. Yeah, but I will say that a little bit about it that I felt like God really spoke to me out of the Word of God today for the time and age that the church finds itself in. Yeah. And it's actually out of the book of Jeremiah. Okay. And essentially what happens is that Israel has been kept, held, been taken captive by Babylon. Yeah. And they're living in Babylon. Yep. And Babylon is a city that, rep, that the Word of God talks about all throughout the Scripture and right even up to Revelation. Yeah. And... The idea is that Babylon is essentially an evil, an evil empire. Yep. And I would say right now that we live in Babylon. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Jeremiah writes a prophetic letter to the people of Israel who are held captive in Babylon. Yeah. And he tells them what to do while they're held captive. Yep. Very interesting what Jeremiah tells them to do. And I would encourage everybody to go out there and read Jeremiah 29, because Mm. what Jeremiah tells the people of God to do while held captive by an evil empire is exactly what we should be doing as we are held captive by an evil empire. Come on, somebody. That's all I'll say about it. That's a good word. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That comes from your pastor's heart. That comes because you care about the people who listen to this podcast. That comes because you genuinely are in your prayer closet. You're you're seeking God daily, and you care about the people who are who are in our sphere. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, hey, this is the word that God has spoken to me. This is what I believe is relevant. Let's go. Let's dive into the word of God. Yeah. And and I think that's so good. I love that. And and maybe like you said, maybe maybe it's because we're we're kind of we think the same on this, and maybe it's because we're both uh, pastors at a local church. But I tell you what, Pastor Luke, I love the local church. Yeah, and, and not just not just Cornerstone, where I grew up and where I work. Like the local church, all over all over the world, is where stuff happens. Yeah, and so I think that we need to be as as Jesus is coming back soon. Whenever soon is, I think that we need to be a a part of the local church. I want to be found in the local church when Jesus returns. That's right. Me too. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's been great to be with you today, audience. We're in our 30s now. We're in our 30s. Podcast 30. We are going to travel through our 30s and get into our 40s sooner than later. Sooner rather than later. Catch you on the next one, audience. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening 
to death. 